1: 14, Brooks has room off the left side, gets a couple of blocks from Lamb, springing him free, touchdown, Brooks with an assist from C.D. Lamb. And welcome back to the Cover 3 podcast here on CBS Sports. It's the Hurry Up Hot Seat. We are counting down the top 25 teams in the preseason rankings on CBSSports.com. And all of the voices, everyone who has been uh, dragged against their will onto this hot seat, they have to break down the team that they know the best. From putting all the time, from putting all the sweat into these previews on CBSSports.com, we know that they have become experts. And so, as we discuss the Oklahoma Sooners, let us bring... Barrett Salee to the stand. Barrett, uh, in other hot seat conversations, we have discussed some of the coach pixie dust that we seem to sprinkle (laughs) around on teams in terms of our expectations for the upcoming year. I, I know that Spencer Rattler had a high rating coming out of high school. I, I know that there, are, uh, there is a level up in skill position talent that we've seen from the Sooners. Take me below the Lincoln-Riley pixie dust. Where should we feel confident or excited about what's ahead for the Sooners in 2020?
0: Well, that pixie dust obviously has been successful. And Spencer Rattler uh, established himself as a star in high school. And uh, I think it was very important that he actually got three games last year, including mop-up duty in the Peach Bowl. So, you know, he's he's got all of the talent that... You know Lincoln Riley typically uses. He can run. He can throw. Um, you know he's you know he, he's quick. He under, he processes things quickly from from what we saw of him at a high school. So, you know I think th- there's reason to be uh, excited about that. I think the fact that he gets uh, his center back potentially the top center in college football and Creed Humphrey uh, that's really helpful for a young quarterback to have a guy up there that can call out coverages and recognizes, you know, what defenses have trying to, are trying to do and has seen everything. So I think that helps. Uh, obviously, um, wide receiver is going to be at least a little bit of a question mark. But uh, I think if, if Oklahoma, if it's anything outside of quarterback that Oklahoma has been known for, it's just throwing out another five-star stud wide receiver and having him catch, you know, 80 balls for 1,200 yards. And, and so, um, you know, there's reason to be excited for those reasons.
2: Yeah, Lincoln Riley's. I mean, they're going to have that offense click in and, and whatever. Like, if, if, is Spencer Rattler going to be as good as some of these other quarterbacks? It's, it almost doesn't matter as long as he's good at all. <laughs> but th- this is year two of Alex Grinch, though. And mm-hmm. that's ultimately been the missing piece for Oklahoma is defense. Uh, what's... What is the next step in year two of Alex Grinch? Is it, do they just need to be average again? Do they have to be great? Do they have to to continue to improve? Do they have, like, what, what needs to happen for this team in year two? And what do you expect to happen?
0: Well, I think what has to happen is they've got to find defensive linemen. That's the biggest thing for them. They lost Neville Gallimore, but you know, you look across the depth chart or, or expected depth chart, there are a lot of holes, not just from starters, but definitely in, in reserves. And that's why I think it's really important that they went out uh, and got the top two Juco defensive tackles in the country and Perion Winfrey and Josh Ellison. So, you know, you have, even though inexperience up front with Alex French, you at least have you know, somewhat of adult bodies up front, so to speak, where, you know, they're not just 18 year olds being counted on to to play uh, like like superstars. So that helps uh, losing, you know, I think some some star defensive backs, including Parnell and Motley Hurts. but you know, Darian, Delarian Turner-Yell was pretty solid last year, uh, second on the team in tackles. So, you know, I think Alex Grinch uh, last year didn't get the credit that he deserved. That defense was, I wouldn't say better than you know, average, but I think it was better than people maybe realized and certainly had uh, some individuals who you could look at and say they they thrived uh, in uh, Alex Grinch's system. So I think for for what they need to be, they, they don't need to be, you know, great. I don't. Think they can be average, though. They have to be somewhere in that adequate to good range. And if they're at that point, then they can at least repeat what they've done in years past, win the Big 12, get to the playoff. But they're going to have to be, I would say, good to great if they want to win the College Football Playoff national championship. Which, um, you know, I think for for Oklahoma, sort of is the case every single year at this point.
1: So. It, within the, the context of looking at the season, um, you know, you got to go through the schedule. And so this might be a scheduled discussion, but this might be a larger discussion just sort of about where these teams are within the conference. Because I, I wonder if, um, as you're looking at Oklahoma specifically for 2020, if you see a team that is not only number one, but has created a lot of distance from themselves and everyone else, because one thing for the Sooners, they can win the Big 12 and they can get to the college football playoff, but we have not yet seen this team be able to avoid the loss. And it might be a loss yeah. as a 24-point favorite to Kansas State, or it might be a loss to Texas, or it might be a loss to Iowa State. There's uh, Iowa State. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's these games there that – to me, show that while Oklahoma is at the top of the pile, they are not running away from everyone else. As you went through the schedule and as you thought about Oklahoma in 2020, do you see that kind of distance, um, or how much distance do you see from the rest of the conference?
0: There's not much. I mean, you mentioned that loss, and and if you look last week on cbssports.com, our staff picks I had that loss written down, and that was at TCU the week after Bedlam. But um, there, there always seems to be that. And and no, I don't think this 2020 team uh, has enough distance from itself and the rest of the Big 12 pack to to avoid that. Uh, I just when you look around, you know, Sam Ellinger is is just one guy, but there are a ton of established quarterbacks around uh, the Big 12. And if you're going at it with Spencer Rattler, even though you know Lincoln Riley might. You know, sprayed that pixie dust on him. He did that to Jalen Hurts. That loss still happened. He did it to Baker Mayfield. That loss still happened. He did it to Kyler Murray. That loss still happened. So I just think when, when all is said and done, you're looking at an Oklahoma team that's probably going to be kind of around the team that it was last year, the year before that. Good dynamic offense. Defense that's going to let you down every once in a while. And, and when that happens... Do you have enough to make up for it? And, and they're not going to have that every single week. And that's the big reason why that loss always seems to happen. And, and I think the one to look out for outside uh, of just sort of the usual suspects. I tell you what, Tennessee in week two in, in at Oklahoma is, is scary. I, I know Norman's a tough place to play. But you're taking a really inexperienced Oklahoma team up against a very experienced Tennessee team that has a good offensive line with an Oklahoma defense that that really hasn't you know had a lot of time to to answer those questions yet.
2: Okay, so I'm sensing some skepticism in your voice about Oklahoma. So could the mm-hmm. opposite be true? Could this could because look, the thing you got to give credit for Lincoln Riley for is how close Oklahoma has been. Every year. They're knocking on the door every year. They're in the playoffs every year. So could this be the team that's with Spencer Rattler, the, the first quarterback that Lincoln Riley has actually recruited, who's had a year of seasoning sitting as a redshirt, second year of Alex Grinch, a lot of guys coming back on defense. Uh, they had the best skill offensive recruiting class in the country two years ago. Those guys are sophomores now. Could somehow this be the year where this isn't just the Oklahoma team that's good enough to get in the playoffs and get beat. Could this be a team that's ready to go up there and play against Clemson and Ohio State and really battle for a national championship? Or, or are you skeptical that this will be the year where Oklahoma breaks through?
0: It's not the year. The ceiling is that team that makes the playoff but isn't good enough to win it. Uh, it just I, I, when, you, when you have the defense uh, up front that— uh, that they're missing, you know that they're going to rely on on some new faces up, up front on, de- uh, uh, on the defensive line. How are you supposed to rattle Trevor Lawrence? How are you supposed to rattle Justin Fields? How are you supposed to rattle, Alabama quarterback X I just I I don't I don't see it I don't see how you would do that uh if you're Oklahoma so um no I don't think that this is the team that can you know take that next step make the college football playoff national championship game and then win it I do think you can win the big 12 I think it certainly could make the playoff but it's at best the same old Oklahoma team
1: he is Barrett Salee. You can follow him on Twitter at Barrett Salee. You have been relieved from the Hurry Up Hot Seat. And thank you very much for all of your hard work as, uh, as we count down the top 25 teams, Barrett.
0: Got nothing else to do, man. Might as well write over about college football, right?
1: <laughs> he is Martin Simmons. I'm Chip Patterson. Thank you very much.